Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Data Audit Talks. This is our fourth episode. So before introducing our guest, uh, Michael, I will have a question for you. In the past weeks, I heard that you have been in various events, and I just wanted to ask more specific to audits and technology. What are the hot topics companies are talking about? Indeed, I was at two conferences. Um, one was really dedicated um, towards a data analytics audience where we discussed strategy and objectives and also learnings for data analytics where we explored different ways of how can we set up the uh, audit department, also including how to bring the whole team, how should the learning journey look like, and how can we make sure not only developing the technical skills and the tools within the data analytics team or core team, but also making sure we bring the whole team step by step in line so that we have a consistent learning approach and can also translate um, more advanced technologies like machine learning um, into um, benefits and insights that the audit team can then also translate to our stakeholders and bring the message over which um, some departments still were struggling to really find the motivation or feel, feel the motivation from their auditors to really go on this journey. But it was an insightful and learningful um, discussion at this one. And what about the other conference? This one was dedicated to quality management, but also doing the discussions there and how we can improve internal audit departments, of course, data analytics, um, tech audit, but also the use, of course, like um, um, artificial intelligence was a prominent topic. And I think we're also trying to explore and find our way there. Um, so that was also gives me the inspiration for our upcoming trainings and some inspiration to bring to the team to bring them on the journey with us. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Michael. Would you like to introduce our guest? Yes. Um, with us today, um, we have Anna Modelaska, which is part of our senior leadership team. Um, she, not recently, but almost for one year now, um, one and a half years now, joined our internal audit department, um, coming over from controlling with a vast experience also in um, consulting services. Um, and we're really happy to have her here to also have a more outside perspective, outside meaning, outside our data analytics team um, to, to brainstorm with us and, and discuss uh, hot topics when it comes to data analytics within audit projects. Thank you, Anna. Um, already mentioning your vast portfolio and your experience in different um, markets and, and, and geographies. So the first question I would have for you, um, can you share some light on unique challenges you face while integrating data analytics um, and best practices um, in these projects in your past. Thank you, Michael and Erdan, for having me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here and discuss uh, this evolving field of data analytics. So yes, data analytics has become an integral part of my projects, but it's not without um, its challenges. So let's maybe break some of them. I don't know if I can call them unique challenges. They're pretty common, I think, in every space in the business. And one of the most common one is um, is lack of understanding of the organization's data landscape. So when we enter a new space or when data it's, um, and business reporting are scattered across various functions, it can be a real puzzle to figure out uh, what data we have, who owns it, and how we can access it. And here, having data analytics experts in a team is very valuable. And I can give example of my recent project uh, that involved uh, integrated business planning, which combines uh, various financial and non-financial data. And early engagement with the data analytics team was crucial. So we spent time in pre-planning phase, which sometimes starts even two months before we kick off the project, uh, to really understand what data do we have, who owns it, and how we can access it. And this allowed us also to have meaningful conversations with data, tech, and systems experts uh, who could guide us uh, to the right sources and provide the overview of the documentation, including the system landscape. 
Um, another example, another pretty common challenge is uh, reading data, uh, especially in complex processes like merchandising or supply chain. And in this situation, setting up early sessions with business owners uh, could be really invaluable um, internal tools like training sessions, accessing pages like Confluence or tools like Colibra or Data Catalog where key data parameters are defined and explained that can provide a really solid foundation for upskilling um, um, the team before the project starts. And I think the last common challenge or headache that I faced was dealing with poor data quality. Um, and here again, collaboration with data analytics team, a team who have experience in data enrichment, um, in um, utilizing tools like coding languages or alterix that can combine different data sources and integrate, but also enrich with additional information um, really helps. Um, and again, here um, you can also do really great stuff and miracles, even if you think that data is poor and uh, data is very limited. For example, if you will uh, use uh, Power BI tools, uh, Power BI tool, it can help you visualize data effectively and really transforming it from chaotic mess into more actionable insights. Anna talked about our whole operating model <laughs> landscape that we are focusing on from start to end. Okay, thank you, Anna. So when you start a new project with data analytics, how do you make sure you are starting off right? And how do you choose the, for example, you mentioned some tools names. How do you know which tools are the best for specific to that audit? Mm -hmm. That's an excellent question. And I think it really does require a consistent approach uh, to ensure a successful start. Um, where everyone is on the same page about um, what data analytics is meant to achieve. And to kick off a project successfully, I like to focus on uh, six pillars of a great start. For me, the first step is to clearly define the project's objective and scope and understand what we aim to achieve with data analytics, whether it's data identification, data exploration, gaining insights or creating transparency with data visualization. Uh, next one, I'll call it first, first assessment. So it's crucial to assess the availability, quality, and completeness of data early on. Um, and the assessment help us determine how much time with data analytics we need to prepare um, or gain access to the right data sources before we dive into uh, the main project. And I think it was a pretty common mistake that we did in the past that we didn't really explore what we have or what we don't have. And we found ourselves in really finding lots of workarounds to, to, to do the analysis on the data that was not sufficient. The next one is team collaboration. So for me, bringing together data analysts, auditors, consultants, business counterparts to form a really cohesive team is essential. Um, it's important to set clear expectations early on, especially considering the data analysts may not have always experience with audit work. And what you mentioned, Erdem, about uh, choosing the right tools. Um, and I think here again, it's um, having an open mind and trying and sometimes doing for the first time, it's important, but sometimes it's also okay if we say we, ac we actually can't use more advanced tools and it's okay to work on Excel, uh, but still with Excel, if you, if, if you connect Excel to Power BI, you can do a much better data visualization that you will create some basic charts in Excel. And the last one, um, and I hope that you will agree with this, it's building a very solid DA test plan. Um, so having a plan, uh, this test plan is a fundamental step 
especially um, if you have lots of hypotheses and you want to limit also your analysis to the most important one. But it involves also clarifying the problem statement clearly at the beginning and building associated hypotheses just, uh, with that. And this approach can save us a significant amount of time when trying to figure it out. So yeah, so starting any project with the right uh, data analytics assessment, or Michael would call it an intake form, uh, so it's really the, the right stage for a successful outcome. Thank you, Anna. And maybe a follow-up question for you, Michael. Since we are talking about tools, what about if we want to use the analysis that we have done in one audit? I mean, we don't want to lose it, right? We, maybe we want to run it regularly and maybe it can be a part of continuous monitoring program. Then what should be our approach? So in general, what we also set out to do is we want to deliver value and we want to do the right thing. So whenever we, and Anna uh, mentioned that the A-test plan, this should be a conscious decision. Is it an ad hoc? analysis, which is maybe even just an Excel extract, or is it something we purposefully built also with a dashboarding function in Power BI? I think naturally we already went through these discussions and exploration that we normally, when we decide on putting it into Power BI, then it already has the potential to become part of a continuous monitoring or later on in an aggregated way, even a key risk indicator. Important call outs here is really the prioritization. The amount of time during the audit project is only limited. We want to develop these KIs, continuous monitoring ad hoc during the audit and not stand alone. That's where we get not only data analysis, but link it to business insights and can really get value out of it. But that comes at a cost that we can only do a trade-off of how many ad hoc, how many long-term um, topics can we do. And also we must make sure that after the audit, and that's normally the time where we can really translate a dashboard that was specific to a certain market, can then be translated into a long-term solution, which comes with automation, um, um, clearing of, of the data sets and really making this a sustainable solution. And also, especially addressing at who should be the owner at the end. Is it the business? Is it, uh, for example, internal controls? But someone needs to own it and the business value of the solution most likely should be the outcome also of the audit. So the, um, the value add should be demonstrated to the business and the buy-in for a long-term solution should come out of the auditor. Okay. Um, Anna, looking at our current postings, we see that the most or majority of our podcast here is, are still related, either being data analysts or heading a DA function. Um, I think for this audience, it would also be super interesting to talk about the expectation from an auditor and especially from a project reviewer. Maybe you can give us a, a, some insights about when you're kicking off a project, what targets do you set for your data analysts and how do you make sure that data, data analysis at the end really translate into meaningful business insights? Mm. It's a good one. Um, and I, and I've already touched on some topics in my previous answers, but let me maybe emphasize, um, Three, three key expectations. So first one is relevance. Uh, and I think first and foremost, data analytics should have well-defined uh, objectives that align with the project's overall goals. But it also, it's crucial to ensure that the data analysis directly contributes to addressing these objectives, avoiding unnecessary work, workarounds and noise. And I think here again, if we have a clear DA test plan and we understand the problem from the beginning, data analysis, uh, it's, uh, it's uh, complementary to the uh, to the audit work that we are doing and, and not something that it's just completely separated. The second one, and I think it's the expectation to a data analyst, is that data analysts should work closely with the team to generate insights that are not only statistically significant or material, but also practical and understandable for decision makers. 
Uh, and the last one is we have so many uh, amazing visualization tools these days, and I think it's critical for data analysts to also upskill themselves in a um, compelling visualization of the data insights um, because it really helps to enhance storytelling and facilitate decision making. For instance, if you quantify financial risks uh, in terms of its significance, it's in relation to the net sales loss or profit loss or cash flow impact. It's far more impactful than simply stating there is a financial risk and understanding how we can connect different data points to also show a dependency or impact. It's a powerful way of emphasizing significance of these observations. And I think you can find these connections uh, and, and show it in a meaningful way because the insights are relevant, they are well interpreted, uh, and they're also well visualized. It can really then help with bringing meaningful insights to any of the audit and advisory projects. Thanks, Anna. And uh, since you already mentioned uh, the upskilling of the data is on different tools, what should be the internal audit teams? Like, not, I'm not talking about data savvy auditors, I'm talking about whole generalists. What should be their contribution to the analysis in an audit? I think any auditor um, should represent some level of analytical skills. And I think this should be also part of the learning journey from the beginning when the analysts, like managers, specialists are coming to build on the first skills that they have and start adding more advanced ones. And in our team, we also had multiple trainings on Power BI, advanced macros, uh, machine learning, uh, lake house. So we found a way to bring in this topic. Of course, we are not expecting from them to be to be professionals in that, but also they need to understand what is available in the business as well, and from the tools to being able to recommend to work together with data analysts to find the best technique, the best method to analyze um, data for their for their project. So at least creating an awareness, not even knowing all technical details and methods, but having yes. that uh, general understanding of the topic. Yeah, creating awareness, exactly. Um, and then being open to also learn. Yeah, got it. Thanks. Very well transitioned from consulting to auditing. Um, so in your perspective, how has data analytics played a role in both domains and what contrasts have you observed in its application? It's interesting because I think I probably see more similarities than contracts, uh, but um, if we zone in differences, um, I would say probably analysis approach is slightly different. So in consulting, the primary goal is to provide strategic guidance uh, and usually uncover growth opportunities. And it often leads to a hypothesis-led analysis. So for example, uh, the hypothesis is that we might achieve a significant uh, growth if we explore um, bringing the company to this particular space. So, um, and we built many. Uh, we, we built many of these hypotheses, which also means that uh, which also meant that we had to be um, very focused on the data analysis we are doing. And another difference, I think, lies in the sources of data. So, in consulting, data can come from a wide ranges of sources, including external uh, market research, surveys, etc. Whereas in audit, we we still predominantly focus on internal financial and non-financial data, but also in the recent project, we started to bring more external benchmarks to also show uh, the significance of some risks or significance of some opportunities um, to also build a better understanding um, with our um, stakeholders. Thank you, Anna. Um, one topic that we are discussing and really driving with the team is also about breaking the silo between data analytics teams and the audit team. Um, what adv advice can you give to the audience when it comes to integrating these two parts of the audit? And maybe also what actionable items can junior analysts take from that to really 
drive this um, silo breaking and being full part of an audit team and driving the data insights within a project. Mm -hmm. So I think for those that are leading data analytics um, teams, I think it's very important that you establish a vision and a learning journey. So we talk a lot about upskilling um, and bringing trainings also to a team. And I think um, you, Michael, Erdem, and your predecessors as well did it really well in our team. So you invested in a clear vision for data analytics within your audit, within our audit team and develop an operating model um, and also provided a comprehensive training uh, to data analysts, but also um, auditors to build some awareness of the, uh, of the DA tools. Embracing also continuous um, improvement mindset. Um, our DA operating model have not been perfect, have not been perfect in the past, but it's not about perfection. It's actually about learning and improving and adapting as well to the needs that our team has and also business has. And if I talk um, about data analysts, junior data analysts, I think I'd like to really emphasize collaboration and understanding. So here, effective teamwork. Um, and the willingness for junior data analysts to understand what audit work is and how auditor works and same from auditors to understand how data analysts work. So at the, the end, um, we can ensure that the, the team members have a good understanding of each other's responsibilities and their needs as well. Well, Anna, it has been a truly enlightening experience um, listening to your insights and reminding us the vast potential that data analytics brings to the internal audit process. And it's not just about numbers, it's about drawing meaningful conclusions that can guide business and decisions. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as technology keeps evolving, so should our approach to utilizing data. I think today's conversation underscores the importance of that. And a huge thank you to Anna for joining us and to all our listeners for tuning in. We hope you found this as informative as we did. Definitely. Great thanks to Anna. And remember, it's not just about having data, it's about understanding it and using it wisely. Um, Anna, your final thoughts on this podcast for this time. Thank you so much uh, for having me on the podcast. Uh, it was um, uh, it was my first one, so I don't know whether I did well, but um, a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I'm a huge advocate of uh, data analysis, and I think that this is a space that will um, will will change the audit um, work uh, significantly, and it's super meaningful. So, so thank you so much, Michael and Erdem, for bringing this topic to the community. Thanks, Anna. Until next time, keep analyzing and stay curious.